If you have a Bible, look in 2 Corinthians. Uh, I want to look there tonight in a scripture here. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Here's what Paul says. You know, jealousy may not be a bad thing. It can be, you know, they say everything bad is a good thing twisted. That's a quote by Bob Jones Sr. Everything bad is a good thing twisted. And in Exodus chapter 20, he said, God says he's a jealous God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Look what Paul says. Notice what he says in verse, um, verse 1. Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly. 2 Corinthians 11.1. 1, and indeed bear with me. He said, for I'm jealous over you with the godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. As a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Notice here he uses this word. He said, I'm scared. I'm scared for you. Get the mic. Yes, sir. I'm scared for you, church. He's writing to the church here at Corinth. And this would fit, of course, all churches. He said, I'm scared for you. I'm afraid for you. He said, he said I don't want the devil like he corrupted Eve and messed Eve up to corrupt you from the simplicity that is in Christ. Great verse, great verse. I don't know about you, but there's, there's a lot out there in the way of religion that is absolutely complicating it and making salvation hard to get, hard to receive. I received a text from a brother that he supports our ministry and, and uh, been a real friend to us, and here's what he said. He said, he, the text came this week. He, he gave it, he sent it to me, and this came from Facebook. He saw this lady friend that he knew, and she was in another religion, very, very common religion. She said, here's what she posted. Internet through the, the narrow gate. Wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many, many through it. But small is the gate. That's not King James. And narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. How do you, what, how good do you have to be to find that narrow gate? As good as you can, and then some. Here's what you got to do to get to heaven if you go to her church. You can't get there if you don't follow God's directions. Hear His word, the Bible, and hear it all the time. Believe every word of the Bible. You got to believe it. You got to believe it all. Repent of your sins. You've got to repent of all your sins. Confess your sins and shortcomings. And then be baptized as Jesus was in the name of Jesus. And of course, he wasn't baptized in the name of Jesus. Once you do these things, you must never forget to live every day like you want to go to heaven. And then remember to endure, he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. And she says, once saved, always saved is not true. Getting to heaven takes daily effort and strength training to get there. Read your Bible so you can find out how to get to heaven. And you, you, that, that's, that's a very common plan of salvation of a mainline uh, Christian denomination. Repent, confess, believe, be baptized, and endure to the end is what they teach. And you never do know you're saved because you haven't endured to the end yet. You might die on the wrong day. 
What I love is that God makes salvation simple. He makes it easy. And the devil complicates things. He does. And, uh, I want to just give you, I wanna, I wanna give you some reasons why I think God makes it simple. He makes it simple because we're simple. I don't know if you realize how simple salvation is. According to Scripture, it's as simple as walking through a door. In Noah's day, all you had to do is walk through that door. Get through that door and you're saved. It's as simple as walking through a door. It's as simple, it's as simple as taking a bath. I have to remind my kids that you need to take a bath once, twice a week, whether you need it or not. And they fight me on that, especially my, my boys, huh? And uh, Dad, I just took it one last week. Hey, it's as simple as taking a bath. How hard is it? It's as simple as changing clothes. It's something you do every day. It's as, I hope you do every day. It's as simple as uh, tasting a bite of food. It says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. It's as simple as taking a drink of water. It's as, and it's as simple as when somebody knocks on your door, just responding and opening the door and invite them in. That's how simple it is. Why does God make salvation so extremely easy? You know, we get bashed because of what we, they call easy believism. And that we believe that all you have to do is pray and ask Jesus Christ to save you. And if you mean that prayer, and you need to mean it, you're saved or you're going to heaven from then on. We get bashed for that. But what does the Bible say? And when you read it, it's very clear. Uh, God, God makes it hard for a man to go to hell in Scripture. And He makes it simple for a man to get to heaven. This thing is not like getting a root canal. Hey, no, no, it's, it's as simple. This is not, it's very simple. And it, it's as simple as falling off a log, like they say. And uh, this is not hard. And we get, we get given down the road for it, and we get ripped for it. But the devil's the one that complicates salvation. You've got to watch out. We're, why does God make salvation simple? Because we're simple. That's kind of like an indictment against us. He makes it easy because we're not that smart. Amen? We're just not. Somebody said to me one time, they said, Brother Reed, that one brain cell in your head must get really lonely sometimes. I said, thank you, man. I appreciate that compliment. And, and uh, you know, I've been criticized. Hey, hey, I, listen to this. Listen to this. In, in the Bible, God says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. He just assumes that we are. And you know what? We don't get wisdom unless God gives it to us. We really don't. And, and we're not that smart. We're, we're, and, and, and God made it where anybody can see it say, you do not have to be a college professor. You do not have to be a rocket scientist to get saved. You do not have to, it, it, you do not have to understand $20 and $30 words to get this. It's very, very simple. God puts it down where anybody can get saved. I mean, just a simple understanding. And the best thing that you can do is take it and make it simple for people. That's what you do. And uh, the, uh, the, here's the next reason. I think, I think he makes, God makes salvation simple because he wanted everyone to spend eternity with him. He loved everybody. He simply loves us. And he wants us in heaven with him. He, he said, well, there, no one's like that. God's like that. I'm glad my God's like that. I thank God He's like that. He loves us and He wants us to be forever with Him. He does. 
I heard this story about this little boy named Bobby. And little Bobby was up in, in the Seattle, Washington area. And somehow, this five-year-old little boy, can you imagine getting lost? I was four when I rode away for the, ran away for the first time on my tricycle. Huh? I actually was in Waco, Texas, and I wound up at the police station at the young age of four. I really did. And I thought it was supper time, I needed to come back home. And they found me and took me and they called my parents. Do you think my parents made it hard for me to get home? I might have got a, a bus, but I don't think I actually did for that. They were so glad to see me. I rode off on that little, little three-wheeler buddy and I was gone. And you know what? Kids get lost sometimes. And you know what? You don't make it hard. If you love your children, you don't make it hard for them to get home. You don't do that. Well, everybody, little Bobby got lost. And he took off walking, and then he kept walking. And he started walking through the woods and over the hills and the valleys. And, through, and, it, and then the snow hit. And that evening, around 6 o'clock, it got dark there. And when it did, they, little Bobby wasn't home. Well, then they put out an APB. They went all over the area, regional television. It went all over radio. It went every form of communication. They could get it out. They were, they were uh, blasting that thing out. And parents wanted to find that little boy, Bobby. And they gave a picture. And the cutest little boy, he had a little toe-headed little kid. And he, had wa- he wandered off, where is Bobby? He was last seen in, the ba- in our backyard. And we're so sad. He, we, could you help us find your... Our, well, then there were, there were over 500 people within two hours that had volunteered to go find little Bobby. They were hunting all over those mountains. They knew it started snowing. It was freezing. That little kid had very little chance if he ever got lost in the snow and they weren't going to find him. And then he was going to be gone. And that was going to be the saddest day of that community, of that area. And what they did, they looked and hunted and looked and hunted. And friends came from everywhere, came in and tried to get from other cities and tried to help find that little boy. And they couldn't find him. And it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. That dad came home, got him a cup of coffee. And drank that coffee as fast as he could and went back out one more time to find that little boy. And daybreak hit and it was a snow-covered mountain and he was, he was praying. I'm sure he was. He was sad. His mother, the mother, that little boy's mother was so sad and he thought, oh no, this is going to be horrible. And then they, he, he was trudging along there. He'd been walking and looking all night long. Flashlights, dogs, you know, people trying to find that little boy, doing everything they could to find him. And then all of a sudden that dad was coming over a hill and he stumbled over something. And he thought it was a log and it was that little boy. And the craziest thing happened, little Bobby sat up. And it was like a snow blanket. You can't explain it. I don't know how it could happen. But he sat up and he was fine. He just went to sleep there on the other side of that mountain. It was like a mile away from home. But that dad happened to trip over that boy. And that little boy looked up and said, Daddy, Daddy, I finally found you. <laughs> and that little dad said, yeah, you found me, all right. And he got, he loved, he got his little boy. And what a happy ending to that story. 
And you know what? That's where we were when we, we were so close to going to hell. We were so close. Hey, listen, you know what? The Bible said in Romans 3, 12, there's none that seeketh after God. There's none that doeth good. There's none that seeketh God after God. They're all gone out of the way. They're together become unprofitable. There's none good, no, not one. We weren't looking for God. Every now and then you hear somebody give a testimony and say, man, I was searching for God in all such a hard way. And, and finally I found Jesus. <laughs> no, not if you got saved. He found you. Hey, listen, and you know what? Salvation is, is, God made it simple because He loves us. He loves us. And, and, and then I, I believe this. I believe He made it simple because Jesus was going to be the one to live the perfect life. And Jesus was going to do the hard part. Hey, He made salvation simple for you because He wanted to make sure His Son got the credit. His Son was going to do the heavy lifting. His son was going to do all the... the t- you say, well, I've lived it. I learned it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Ain't nobody can live that Bible. But Jesus Christ did. The Lord Jesus Christ lived the life that we should have lived. And, and he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it, and he did. And, and, and his son was going to do the hard part, and it's through the blood. And it's through, it's through the blood we're saved. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us, it says in Titus chapter 2. And, and, and you, hey, here's another reason I believe God made salvation simple. So we wouldn't get proud of our accomplishment of getting saved. Pretty soon heaven would become hell. If you had people up there that could get there because they earned their way there. Think about that. The, uh, heaven, heaven, it would mess up heaven bad. And God's not going to let that happen. Don't you know it? that's that way down here? People brag and, 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 and look what I did. Look what I accomplished. And they pat themselves on, the, on the back and congratulate themselves all over and do contortions to try to make sure everybody knows all the things that they did. But hey, on salvation deal, on the salvation deal, it's not a bit that way. It's not one bit that way. It, it, he says we're saved by grace through faith. That not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. Ephesians 2.8, not of works, lest any man should boast. Heaven would soon be like hell. Heaven would soon be just like down here at least, if you could get there by the things you did. You could pop your suspenders and say, look at me, look what I did, look what I... No, no, God's not going to let that happen. He's going to make it where you've got to trust His Son. You can't get proud about that one. How hard was it for you to get saved? That was about the easiest thing I ever did in my life. I remember one week before I got saved, there was an old preacher from up in Tennessee. He came to Lampasas, Texas and preached a revival. T for Texas, T for Tennessee. Amen. And listen, he came and preached and he ripped fired. I mean, he was backwoods mountain preachers. He had coon dogs in the back of his pickup truck. Any preacher that's got a pickup truck is going to be a good one. Amen? But then if you got coon dog box in the back, buddy, you're ready. Amen? He was going to go coon hunting after church was over through the night. He wasn't going to bed. He wasn't going home to his room, his hotel. No, no, no. He's going coon hunting. He took some of my older brothers with him. It's, it's funny. And, uh, but he preached. You know what he said? He said the first time I heard him, he said, you want to get to heaven? It's simple. He said, you furnish the sinner and let Jesus furnish the Savior. 
Man, I was lost and nobody knew it. I, everybody in my family, I, I made a profession. I was a 12-year-old boy, and he said that and it just rung my bell. It just stunned me. He said, you want to get to heaven? You furnish the sinner and let Jesus furnish the Savior. One week later, I got saved. You know what I did? I did something really hard. I furnished the sinner. Hey, I got that thing. I got to thinking about that through the week. I thought, all I got to do is furnish a sinner. I got that thing down to a science. Hey, listen to me. Some of y'all got it down really well, huh? Hey, you qualify. All you got to do is let him furnish the Savior. This thing ain't hard. I love it. God made it simple. Let's don't complicate it. Let's don't let anybody else complicate it. And let's believe that when these young people, they didn't do a hard thing. When these young people this week trusted Jesus Christ, they really did trust Jesus Christ. The devil will get on your shoulder. This is a work of faith. You can't, it's not like they got an L on their forehead when they walk in. They're lost. And then they got a big S on their forehead that they're saved. It's not an outside job. It's inside. It's invisible what God did. But the word is powerful. And when people bow their head and mean the prayer and ask Christ to save them, they really do get saved. We saw something awesome happen this week. Let's don't let anything cause us to think it didn't happen. The Bible backs up what happened. They trust Jesus Christ. They call on Jesus Christ. They receive Jesus Christ. They're saved. It's repent, admit, receive, and for how's it go? I get it. Admit, believe, and forever receive. Hey, it's not that hard. This thing ain't hard. It just trust Jesus Christ. Trust Jesus Christ, and it happens. He made it simple so we wouldn't get proud of our accomplishments. Dr. Curtis Edson said this. He said, "There's not going to be one person ever get to heaven that gets up there." And says, hmm, if you ask them how they got there, I got here because I was better than so-and-so. He said, every single person in heaven, when they get there, every single person that gets to heaven will have one thing in common with all the rest of them there. They're all going to say, when you ask them, how did you get here? They're going to point to Jesus and they're say, because of him. Because of the one sitting on that throne with nail prints in his hands. It's through the blood I got here. There's, I've come by the way of the cross. Amen. There's not anybody going to get up there and be braggadocious and patting himself on the back. We're not, gonna, we're not getting the glory. He's going to get the glory. This thing works out just perfect. Why? We have the only, why do you say, why do you say, brother, I, I, as far as I know, maybe I'm wrong. There's only two Maybe three churches that are given salvation straight and clear. The Baptists, the old-time Presbyterians used to, but you don't find them around anymore. And there's sometimes you'll find a Bible church, but you got to watch it because they may not have the right Bible. But they will give salvation by grace. You'll see that. Sometimes I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not saying we're only... Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. But we're, we're kind of in a minority on the way. Everybody else has it works, works, works. You've got to do something to get saved. You've got to do something to stay saved. It's some kind of, it's not eternal security. And so they're trusting in themselves. And we're trusting in Jesus and trusting in Him alone. And so what's interesting about it is if it's sin. Remember the first verse the kids learned this week? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know what sin is? Yeah, that means you come short of heaven. You come short of what you're supposed to be. You come short of heaven. But you know what the rest of that verse, you know what the verse probably really means? 
It means it's a sin anytime you do something that doesn't glorify God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Let's leave the verse where, it's, where it is. I mean, you can get multiple interpretations out of verse that are true interpretations. But it is a sin not to give glory anytime you don't give glory to God. Our plan of salvation gives the glory to Jesus. I think it's wrong. It's sin to sit there and say you had some part in earning this thing. No, 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 no. He gets the glory. He gets the credit. Heaven's going to be right. Jesus is going to be lifted up. It's not going to be anybody's better than somebody else. We all came at the foot of the cross. And he made it simple so we wouldn't get proud of our big accomplishments. He made it simple, I believe, so we wouldn't have an excuse why we couldn't get saved. You just made this so hard. Not if you come to the, the people that preach the book. We're not making it hard. He didn't make it hard. The invisible things of him are, from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Romans 1.20 They're not going to be anybody point the finger at God at the great white throne judgment and say, You didn't love me. You didn't make this. You made it too hard to get to heaven. He's going to say, Oh Yeah. All you had to do. One guy in the Bible got saved. Read Matthew 14 and you'll pick up the context. He got saved and he prayed three words. Lord, save me. Three words is all you have to pray. If you pray them and you mean all three words. He said, Lord, save me. And the Lord reached down and saved him. Read Matthew 14. It's a picture of our salvation. It ain't hard. Wouldn't it be horrible to die and go to hell and be burning forever? And, and all you, you knew all you had to do was pray three words. If we could just get them to pray three words and mean it. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And the last reason, last but not least, why I believe God made salvation simple is this. So we could tell others how to get saved. This is not hard. This is not too hard for us to do. The Holy Spirit's inside of you saying, open your mouth. Tell people about Jesus. Lost people are out there just like you were. And man, I'm glad I'm on this side of the street. I'm glad I'm saved. I remember what it was like to be lost. And I don't want to ever forget the pit I was dug out of. But we need to, we need to open our mouth and we need to tell people about Jesus. It's if it's as simple as taking a drink of water... We need to tell them about the water. Somebody said, a great missionary, he said, the greatest crime of the desert is knowing where the water is and not telling. It's as simple as, you know, just walking through a door. It's as simple as taking a drink of water. It's as simple as letting somebody in your door. We don't have a hard message to tell people. Well, Deal Moody said this. He said, if I can get a person to stop and listen to me for just 15 minutes about their eternity, he said they'll get, they'll get saved almost every time. Moody didn't say it was hard. You know why children get saved? They take it at face value. You just tell them and they believe it. You know what I do? I, do? I believe this. I believe 
Everybody. You said, you think all of them meant it? No, I don't believe all of them meant it. You think all of them are saved? No, I don't think all of them are saved. But I asked them when I got done, I looked them right in the eye and said, did you mean that prayer? I made them stick a hand, their right hand on the Bible in front of all their friends, people they don't know. I did that every night. And, and I checked them out. You think all of them meant it? No. You think all of those are going to go to heaven? I think more are. You know why? I think there's people that leave a building and get saved and beside their bed at night. I think people read our tracks and a good percentage of them, a percentage of them get saved. You think, you think all those people are going to heaven? Do you think all those people? Well, maybe not all those people, but I think more people will go to heaven than we saw saved this week. Because of the efforts right here. If you're putting out tracts and you're trying to give a witness, I think there's people getting saved. We're not going to find out about because God's going to get the glory for this thing. And he, if he lets you know all the effect of what you did, you get your head gets so big. So he just makes it where don't let your right hand know what your left hand does. And a lot of this stuff is going to we're going to find out when we get to glory. That the work really did pay off. I encourage you, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Your labor is not in vain. I believe these people are getting saved. I'm just saying that. I really do believe they're getting saved. I think we need to keep it simple. We need to keep it straight. I think, I think the work that's done in a Bible school week is incredible work for God. And let's keep it, let's keep it, and let's keep our eggs in this basket and go after them. And just, just don't let people complicate this and say, no, that didn't really happen. We know what you saw, and, and you know, it ought to fire us up to go get more. This is not that hard, but let's, we got to all work. Let's, many hands make light work, and we've done it this week. Let's keep it that way at New Heights. Amen? Come on, preacher.